sorry. <laughs> okay. It's all new to me, this being on this end. Uh, so good evening. Tonight is Monday, July 11th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is step eight. And our speaker tonight is Julie R. Thank you, Julie. Hi, thanks. I'm so excited, right? Into action, right? I mean, because we've got to be excited. We've got to just move forward. You know, I, I love I love that, you know, it talks about um, in that one paragraph, I was going to go over it in a certain method, but I've changed my, my way of thinking here. When it said, um, remember, it was agreed at the beginning, we would go to any length for victory over food or, you know, whatever our ism is with food, bulimia, anorexia, whatever. And then again, on page 58 on how it works, you know, it says, if you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length, you know, it's like, there it is again. But they say, if you see things in three places, so on page 79, reminding ourselves that we have decided to go to any length. And it's like, you know, I, I don't think we can stress that enough. At least I can't uh, stress it enough for myself because um, I can, uh, when I rest on my laurels, I'm not going to any length and that's always a really bad thing. Um, some of you have heard my story, um, seen my pictures, but for, for those of you who haven't, um, I've been in OA since 1983 and I have two and a half years of back-to-back -back weight and measured abstinence. Yes, there's a little bit of time in between there. You know, I've had four or five years a couple of times. Um, I've had, I think, seven years one time, but it always was the same. I wasn't willing to go to any length, and I rested on my laurels, and I got what the big book tells us, right? Half measures of us, nothing. Um, so let me just see if I can do this successfully again. Share, share my screen. Um, so oh, hopefully you're not seeing my camper. Oh gosh, are you seeing pictures? Yes, nope. yes. Oh, you, oh, you do see my pictures. Okay, awesome. Um, so you can see, you know, I'm at, at Chevy's with the whole thing of tortillas here, trying to be happy on my birthday. The picture on my right, um, that was probably the last time I weighed myself. It was 302 pounds. And I said, I'm just not going to weigh myself anymore. We can't hear you, Julie. Oh, I got muted. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, so the picture on my right here with the sonic kind of dress, I was 302 pounds. Um, and that's the last time I weighed myself. I got bigger, um, but I just couldn't imagine um, seeing that number. You know, it's always like, oh, 10 more pounds, 10 more pounds, 10 more pounds. And it's like, I just can't do this anymore. Um, this is my husband and I, I married him in recovery. Um, and he's a normal weight then and he's a normal weight now and we've been together for oh my god 37 years um and he's a non-addict so living you know uh, the harm that we cause our family is um beyond measure um this isn't just about us um here i am serving food uh, you could tell i'm miserable i mean I'm, physically i'm in pain um spiritually i'm in pain sitting next to my treadmill. I always like that one with chips and a diet soda. Um, birthday and 
So I bake every year and I did for the last 40 years, I make two to 3000 cookies. I do it for my employees, um, friends, family. This one on the left that says the cool mom was last year. I, um, of course, I don't try any of them because I weigh and measure my food and those are my alcoholic foods. This was the year before, same body size, uh, same weight, I think. So, you know, we can go anywhere, do anything. We can have neutrality, right? Um, And I do this for love. These are gifts for people. And for 40 years, I get, you know, I've been working at the same company for the most part for uh, 40 years. I went back to it. They all start texting me. And they're all over the world. Oh, did you start baking yet? I mean, it's, it's, I do it for love. I have a good reason. Um, this is, I think she spoke the other day, Annie B. I got to meet her in Oregon last month. Um, I was in Oregon for 30 days. And we get to meet these people that are become our lifelong friends. These are my sons and my husband. Um, we love each other. We go on vacations. This was Disney World, and I brought my food in every morning for my five meals, and Disney World didn't stop me. We go to any length, right? And that's me and my husband at the Oregon Zoo a couple weeks ago. You know, so let me see if I can click this off. Will I stop? Oh, now you can probably, okay, stop sharing. So that, you know, am I a compulsive overeater? Those pictures only showed you that I was severely obese. Am I a real compulsive reader? Well, I don't know. Do I have an allergic reaction every time that I ingest my alcoholic food? Yes. Do I have the obsession of the mind that will drive me back to eating food regardless of my length of abstinence? Yes. So there I am. You know, those are those two questions that I have to ask myself. And, you know, uh, there's so many things I can say, but you guys, you know, we're all shaking our heads. I mean, I started overeating at an early age. It gave me a big aha, Calgon moment, you know, oh my God, I feel like I can take on the world. Um, I already felt different. I, I shared this the other day. Um, I've had like 25 surgeries. I could never walk, run, jump. i never did any of those. Even today, I just, I, I walk. Um, so I always was apart from, I always had to keep score. I had to work in the library because I could never take PE. So I had to, you know, Julie had to prove herself. So how did she do that? Being the best at anything that I could do. And I, I really threw my um, alcoholic tendencies, if you will, in my work, um, a workaholic. Um, and it's so funny, I'm trying to retire. And I say that it's funny, but I mean, I'm really trying. So far, I've hired three and a half people to take over my job. And I still am not there. That's how we that's how we roll, right? I mean, there's all of you could, I'm sure if when you leave your job or your house, you know, being a stay at home um, mom or dad or person or whatever, you're doing the job of five people. It's just that's what we do. We have to be better than the ego, right? So that would feed my ego. When um, I was abstinent, not recovered, I, I, that selfishness, self-centeredness was still with me. So, you know, where am I now? Again, like I said, I've got two and a half years of back-to-back weight and measured. I'm maintaining 155-pound weight loss for pretty much like seven or eight years, even though I've had some relapses. Thank you, God. I didn't gain all that back. I mean, it's a miracle. Total miracle. Because I never left the rooms. I never left away. I kept going to meetings. I kept getting sponsors. And thank you to all those sponsors that worked with me until I wasn't doing the work and then they had to let me go. But it's like, 
I just can't, always just saved my life. So, you know, step eight is very, very important for us to stay recovered. Um, well, once you get through it the first time, but as a recovered woman to clean up my messes as I go along, but I like to go through the steps every year, a big, like if it's big book awakening or if it's Joe and Charlie, or if it's Herb K, I just, I need to be fresh. Right. And, um, when I went through them a year, two years ago, this January, um, uh, there were some people on my list, my step eight list that I didn't even know that they would show up on that list. But through the process, you know, it's like, you know, it wasn't these big, strong resentments. It was those it was those little ankle biters. Right. That, you know, irritations. But then those irritations grow. So if I'm, I'm looking at the paragraph here uh, for step eight, that's within the um, literature. Now we need more action because we've already been doing action. Um, we, we haven't gotten to step eight by sitting reading, um, without which we find that faith without works is dead. Let's look at step, steps eight and nine. We have a list of all, all, not the ones that I only want to make amends to, but all of them, including people that might shut the door on my face. Maybe I could get in trouble by some of my actions. Um, Maybe it's a person I can't stand, but I'm the one who created harms, regardless of what they did. So all persons that I have harmed and to whom I am willing to make amends, I made it when I took inventory. Because that's the cool thing, right? We don't have to like, oh my gosh, start from scratch. When I had my, did my resentments and I did my fears and my sex inventory and then those that I harmed, they're right there. It's, it's like, I don't have to go and, and spend hours trying to figure out who they are. I work with my sponsor and was able to come up with a comprehensive list. Um, and then of course, step nine, which is not till next week, how, how do we make these events? We made it when we took inventory. We subjected ourselves to drastic. And I have that underlined circled notes in my big book, self-appraisal. And that's not easy for us, right? It's not easy for... Um, people with big egos and that are selfish and self-centered because we just want to blame people. At least I shouldn't say we, I just want to blame people. And mm -hmm. so when I had, thank you. When I had to stop and just do this drastic self-approval of this recovered woman going through the steps again, man, I was like a couple of the things that came up. It was like, Holy shit. Where'd that come from? Um, then now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. And I love that because sorry doesn't cut it. And I love it in any example that you read in the big book, they don't use, use the word sorry, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I said, sorry, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. I'm sorry, I'll do better next time. I'm sorry, I won't manipulate the money. I'm sorry, I'll give you the, the receipts, all that stuff. But I, of course they didn't change my behavior because I wasn't trusting what I call is a creator is, you know, a lot. I have a cold, I have an eclectic creator. I don't have, you know, like a religious kind of thing. Not that that's bad. It's just that I don't. And it was like, oh my gosh, I needed to have that power come from my creator to help me do this because it is not easy going to, to people and, and not saying you're sorry, but that I regret my actions and list those actions that I was rude. I snubbed you. I, um, I 
didn't invite you to certain things um, out of meanness and spite um, as a recovered woman. Ha, wasn't recovered this abstinent. Uh, we attempt to sweep away the debris which has accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will. It's kind of like why we do a 10-step, right? Um, so we don't have that debris. But when we do have that debris, it builds. And, and you just can't, you can't put it under that rug anymore because that rug has now got all these lumps in it. So it's like, I have got to take care of that debris. And thank you, God, we get to do that every day. But when we're doing a, a drastic house cleaning, um, oh, great, I'm getting a customer call. Hold on a second, uh, end call. Ah, okay. Um, accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will that would and run the show i mean oh my god i love running the show and um and my sponsor will make comments on my nightly review if i we have the same teams you know i'm sure microsoft office that when if we're in a meeting and somebody is not agreeing with somebody and then you know these little side conversations start and i have to put that on my nightly review were you kind and loving no because I was making snarky remarks about the presenter or I was making snarky remarks about the engineer didn't do what I wanted him to do. And I have to clean that up. So what I have to do is the next time um, I'm in the meeting with some of the same people and if they start to do this, I will look for some positive things. You know, do I do that every time? No, damn it, because I'm human, but I'm not making excuses, but you know, I do have, I do have things that I, I, I clean it up. Um, if we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning, we would go to any length, right? Because if I don't clean up my mess, first of all, I have to get my list. I know I'm jumping ahead to next week, but I will eat again. First, I'll, I'll lose my emotional sobriety, which that's what I've done during those years from 1983 to 2020. Um, off and on is that's what I did. And I, and it'll happen again. I will lose my emotional sobriety. My ego will rebuild faster than it deflated. Um, I won't have time for prayer and meditation. I won't have time to sponsor or for me, I sponsor everybody and their brother. And then I get resentful because I'm sponsoring too many people. And work, work is such a really good place for, for my ego. Um, it's like, um, like tonight, it was like, but things get better, right, with time. I, and I, I don't know, some of you might have seen it where the James Webb telescope had its first image. And, the, and so we made the lenses, right? And I'm a mission assurance uh, quality manager for aerospace and defense, right? So somebody said, oh, my God, Julie, you, you did a great job. And it's like, no, I just made sure the thing is going to fly right? I mean, I didn't do anything. I'm just making sure everybody else did their stuff. And it's like, I can do that now. Whereas before it would be this false kind of thing. Somebody would give me a compliment and I would say, oh no, it's nothing. Well, it is something, it's big, but I didn't have the power over it. That's the difference now. And I got to share that link with people, with my employees to make sure they stop work. So, hey, watch this because you had, you touched this thing you know? And um, yeah, it's just like my ego. As soon as I step away from my creator, my ego gets bigger. And, um, and I have to come and I have to look, I don't want to make harms anymore. Because I will, because I won't want to do a 10 step. 
And then I'm, my list is going to get bigger and I'm sweeping it under the rug. And before you know it, I got to go through the steps all over again as a not recovered woman. So um, just more action, more action, more action. We live in, in a fluid state, right? I mean, I can't stay stagnant. I'm either moving towards um, energy and being a kind, loving, tolerant woman, or I am going to make you look bad and me look good. And then I'm going to be sneaking M&Ms in the front room like I used to when the boys, two sons, we always had every superhero movie playing loud. And when I knew when the loud scene was going to come and I'd have my pile of stash and I'd eat something real quick while it was loud. And then I would stop chewing when that scene was over. That's the kind of stuff I do, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, our, <laughs> you got to laugh at it now. On our one year anniversary, you're supposed to take a eat your, your wedding cake again, right? You take a bite. And um, I was absent when I got married. And um, so it was that one year and Clay said, oh my God, we didn't get that cake out. And well, of course it's gone. And I had to say, you know what? I remember it fell out of the freezer and then it, it just broke. And, you know, he looked at me and he didn't say anything. He wasn't going to call me on it, but he knew because I was in relapse then. Um, but yeah, we do crazy things, crazy, crazy things. And, you know, my husband was um, on my list amends let me tell you but making a real amends not i'm sorry i'm sorry i when i my my first time i made amends um to my sister linda which i've had a very rocky relationship with i was not recovered i obviously um it wasn't the sponsor's fault because i would jumped ahead and did it i basically called her and had her meet me for lunch and said you know, I know you're sick and you got a lot of problems, but I just want to let you know that, you know, I know I did some things that weren't right. That's how I made amends to it. Could you imagine how that went over? Two minutes. Not, it didn't go over very well. So that's why we do this work with a recovered person so they can say, no, we don't say things like that. So when I made amends to her um, two and a half years ago, she let me have it. And I sat there. And I, and some of the stuff wasn't true, but it didn't matter. That was her perception. And I sat there and I listened to her. And then I said, is there anything else? And how do I, how can I make this right? And we have had the best relationship we've ever had. She's 10 years, 11 years older than me. I just turned 63. Do I want to go shopping with her every day? Of course not. But I'm there for her if she needs me. And um, yeah, we got to go out there. You got to make that list to everybody. Even the people you don't want to, because it's going to bite you. You will go into relapse. So um, just letting you know. I'm not telling you that it's going to happen. The big book tells us this is what's going to happen if you don't do the work. Um, and I've learned my hard way um, if I don't do the work. And if I don't do my prayer and my meditation. And I love this group. And I love, and I'm going to call you out, Nancy. I left you a message the other day because I just love your message. It's like, we all have our own method. We all have our own God. And there is nobody can tell you that that's wrong. It's like, whatever does it for you. 
And uh, that's why I just love this group. I just love it. It's like, we can just be us and nobody can judge us. So with that, I'll pass, thanks. Thank you so much, Julie, that was beautiful. Thank you. And now we will open the meeting up for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper, Rich, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Hi, Amy, it's Yvonne. Um, I've got a huge loud renovation noise going on here. So if you will call people in, I will unmute them on my end sure. if that's okay with you. Thank you. Yeah. Sure, and forgive me if I'm going to mess up the order. I'm just gonna go in the order I see. Um, Patrice, will you share with us? Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much um, for everyone's service. And thank you, Julie, so, so, so much for your share tonight. Uh, my name is Patrice R from Long Island, New York. Um, I'm currently in my bathroom because <laughs> I needed the privacy and I was off camera because I was eating dinner out of respect to everyone. I wanted to be off camera. Um, you know, it's so funny. I just got out of a young person's meeting because I'm, I'm 29. So I'm in, within that demographic, but, um, you know, I currently been in recovery for two and a half years and my sponsor has been on me to finish my step eight. And, you know, someone from the young person's meeting said, Hey, there's this really great meeting. You should come up to this meeting. And I'm like, absolutely. And Julie, you're talking about step eight. So my higher power has a great sense of humor. <laughs> Sorry, I have a viral infection, so I'm coughing and laughing. A great sense of humor. And here I am, while I'm in the meeting with my book, uh, my fourth step book, I had like this big book of people I had to make amends to. And we had to scale it down because of course being an addict, you're mad at like every little person, even for things you don't remember, but you hear stories about. And you're like, you know, my sponsor was like, okay, but do you remember that that held you back? Oh, no, I didn't. She's like, then let's cross it out. And I really needed to hear that tonight because even though I'm physically abstinent, like I emotionally, spiritually, I'm, I'm not. And I just, you know, I, it's like, I feel like I literally have made half measures at this point. And when you finish by saying, you know, like you said, the words in the big book that like it says in the literature, if you don't do this step, you're not going to recover. You're, you're, you're going to relapse. That really scared the shit out of me. And I'm still scared, but I'm so great. I don't want to curse. I'm so, you know, what word I'm going to say grateful because I, I needed to hear that. You know, there are times where I've gone to meetings recently where I'm just not connected. And there's that feeling of isolation and then the character defect comes out and then you get mad at someone. And I actually have to make an amends, my very first amends with someone tomorrow. And I didn't really speak to them very nicely. 
And after I did it, because I just saw red first and I was triggered by something, I was like, oh, damn, what did I do? And like, that's me going in the other direction because I don't want to be that person. But my, my disease, this is like one of the things that my disease does by doing push-ups in the corner. Um, you know, it's, it wants me to fail just by those character defects and then it will make me go to the food last. And um, I don't want that. Time. So thank you for that. Um, with that, I cast. Thank you. Thank you, Patrice. And Gunit, will you share with us? Hi, everybody. Gunit, compulsive overeater. Um, Julie, thank you so much for your lead. Not to cross talk here, but it's like I had to raise my hand because I am on that ninth right now. And I've done it many times. For those of you who know me, I've done the steps and been on this roller coaster. But I am, I'm literally coming back from out of town on week and the burden of that old self-centered fear is still at times with me and you know the only thing that I was writing on especially in working having worked it with work and colleagues and so forth but this time really upon myself and I remember going into my year-end review meetings and stuff last year and then walking out with that whole self resentment feeling of I should have stood up more for myself. Why don't I have more worthiness of it all? And my, lo and behold, my mid-year's coming up and I just literally don't want to go into that meeting at all, only because of my old fears of confrontation, my old fears of not standing up for myself. But here's what I've learned. And this is the part where I loved hearing about drastic measures and any length in the previous steps who's the higher power of my understanding and that was the one that I kept saying if I'm supposed to say something do something be something have something God will guide me it is just too much for me to have the burden of the eye and I kid you not I was doing that writing this morning overlooking a gorgeous area on vacation and I just wanted to throw up because of that old self I should and I'm like separate and left to my devices because hey God's giving me the chance but I really need to make sure I well if that worked then the whole you know diet and food thing would have never been a problem but I really need a higher power and this is going to any length because if I keep focusing on that, I will never be relieved from the self. I will not. I need to be reminded, stay present. Today I have this day. Today I have this meeting. I get to claim my seat. And whatever, a week, two weeks from now or something, God knows what will happen. And God will bless it to be God-like for me and help me to just be here. Because that's my release. That's my relief. And that's what keeps me abstinent. And I had to, like, unburden myself to say it. So, God, please bless me to think it, feel it, act on it so I can actually be present. But that is what I'm so powerless over. And I thank you all so much for letting me at least spit out my guts. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gunit. And now, Betty, will you share with us? Hi, I'm Betty S., a compuls recovered compulsive overeater. 
in, from Florida. So grateful to be here, Julie. Thank you so much for sharing. You know, when I hear of sharing from an old timer, a long timer, in a way, um, it just it just gives me hope because you know uh, what you said about keep coming back. It's the hardest thing to do in the whole world to keep coming back with your tail between your legs, in shame and failure, and and to to think that well, why is this going to work again? Why why would it work if it hasn't worked all these years, off and on? You know, I call them bouts of abstinence that I had for all the, for since 1982. But you know what? The difference was this time coming back from a relapse uh, starting January 6th this year. I realized a lot more things. I realized that my ego was not deflated. My higher power was not my higher power. Mother food was my higher power. And until, until I finished the steps, I know a lot of times it's by the ninth step, but until I finished the steps, was I able to really, really accept my higher power as my higher power. And the ego deflation of doing the eighth and ninth step. You know, I never thought I'd do anything wrong. I, I, you know, I was quiet. I was nice to everybody. But boy, there was a lot of dishonesty in there. Lots of dishonesty. And so when I wrote my list, um, I really had to look at what are the, which ones are living amends and which ones are verbal amends. Because it, it came, I came to see that the biggest amount, of course, the people closest to us um, really needed to be a living amend because I said I was sorry all the time. I was sorry for living. I, I was sorry for being here. You name it. You said it. I was sorry. I took responsibility for everything because um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to handle life. I didn't know how to live. I thought I did. Looked good on the outside, not on the inside. Um, and when I looked at Juliet, when I look at your pictures, I too feel that shame, that shame from the, that this disease caused me and how by ego deflation and doing the eighth and ninth step, it was a big contributor to ego deflation so that I am now walking with my feet on the ground, putting one foot in front of the other, just doing today. That's my, that is my motto, 24 hours, and that's it. That's all I live by. And, and to keep coming back. And to help others. And, um, you know, I'm grateful because that gets me completely out of myself, out of my head, out of the food, and into uh, what really counts. So I'm really grateful to be here. Thanks, you guys, all for being here and your love and support. Pass. Thank you so much, Betty. And Nancy Z, will you share with us? Hey everyone, hi, Nancy Z, Recovered Compulsive Eater Bulimic. Grateful to be here tonight. Um, Julie, thank you. Thanks for your lead and thanks for, um, can you hear me okay? Everyone hear me? Okay, good. Anyway, thank you, Julie. You hold a very special place in my heart, whether you know it or not, because you were like one of my, I think you were my first 10-step partner when I started doing my 10 steps. And uh, so it was great um, starting out with you. Thank you. Um, step eight. I, I'm, I really don't know what I'm going to share on it because I've been sitting here. I just I just started to go through the, uh, the 12 steps again with someone. And so, you know, we're starting, we're just starting. And I'm looking already at step four and step eight and thinking, what am I going to put on my steps? What am I, I going to put on my list? Um, 
And, and, and I heard someone just say, God, God will give me what I need when I need it. And I don't have to be worrying about that right now. Um, all I have to do is, is do the process one day at a time. And what I'm supposed to see, I'll see. And I truly believe that. Um, I used to drive myself crazy with inventories and four steps and all that stuff. Like my will, I have to get everything on this. Um, and it's got to, of course, be perfect. Um, and, you know, since I've come back to OA in 2020, man, do I look at things differently. I, I truly understand today that there is a higher power in my life and it's not me. So I have to work that hard. I mean, I have to work hard and every day, but I'm responsible for the actions. God's responsible for the results. And if I can just keep our two roles and jobs uh, separate, I live a pretty good life. Um, so yes, I am willing to go to any lengths for victory today. And there was a time I could not say that I had made lots of bargains and, um, and because of that, I am in recovery today, and I have not found it necessary to purge, purge and pin, binge and purge in over a year and a half, and that's a miracle. Um, so anyway, thanks again. Grateful to be here, and I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy and Amy B. Will you share? Thank you so much, Amy B. Compulsive.